Welcome to Brand by Design, formerly the HD CEO Psyche podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. In a world of imitations, I am a certified BG5 business consultant, BG5 business cycle specialist, BG5 profit potential student, and holistic analyst student at the International Human Design School Differentiation Degree Program. I'm a brand strategist for business thought leaders, coaches, and authors who want to create an impact with their ideas and build a highly profitable, personally fulfilling business. Join me to learn more about how to leverage your unique expertise to make more money being you. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to my series on each profile line and how it applies to business or shifts we can make within your brand that have an impact now. So today we are talking about the first line and the importance of a clear brand for the first line. Now, if you're watching over on Instagram, you're more than welcome to come join us over on YouTube. I'm going to be focusing on YouTube where I have the slides, but let's get started. We are talking all about the first line and the importance of a clear brand. Now, I would say I work a lot with five ones, especially five quite significantly and often. So this is, I would say, well, human design in general is my expertise. However, the first one is something that every day I'm helping people build seven figure businesses around. So why does a clear brand matter? When we are building, and if you watched my fifth line training, if you are a five training we talked about this when we are building a brand paid directly by the people we serve they're not buying what we offer and this is one of the biggest issues first lines get stuck in now if you're a first line let me know have you ever got stuck in the trap of just putting all the details out there talking about all of your foundations and it's not converting or business is harder than you know it was meant to be and this is a trap. Every line, there's going to be drawbacks. There's going to be strengths. There's going to be weaknesses of every single line, of every single design. The whole point of human design is that we have limitations. We have limitations inherent to our design. So instead of focusing on limitations, how can we focus on the strengths and leverage your strengths? One of the limitations or the traps the first line tends to get stuck in is just leaning on details and foundations. And I'm going to call you out a little bit here because it's really safe not in a good way, <laughs> in a very vanilla way. It is very safe to lean on details and foundations. Why? Well, it's very easy to just share your knowledge. It is very easy and safe for you to say, well, you know, this is what I learned from my foundations in human design. So it's not my fault if you don't like it. Don't come for me. Come for Ra Ruhu, right? It's safe. However, safe doesn't sell. Safe doesn't stand out. If you were in Nail Your, or you are the brand copy that sells, you will know how we talked about be Ringo. We want you to be Ringo. We want you to be the black sheep. And if you are just out here trying to build a brand on your details and your foundation, you're going to blend in. You're going to have white sheep energy and white sheep energy does not get you paid and it does not allow you to stand out. So let's use an example of human design. A lot of first lines are out there on Instagram saying first line this, second line that, right? They're just sharing the details. And people might follow those accounts, but they're not the ones getting their message heard on epic scales. There's going to be outliers, of course. 
However, as a generality, those are not the people that are getting their message heard. And in fact, when you're trying to be, you know, maybe you're a smaller fish and you're just starting your brand, you're just starting your business and that's what you're doing. You're leaning on the details and foundation. You're coming up against potentially people that have been in the space for seven, 10 years and have that authority behind them and brand authority and social proof. Well, now you're coming head to head with the big hitters. So we want to make sure that when we understand that people are paying you, they want to be in your energy. Sure, the details and the foundation that you've built as a first line are part of your what I call unfair advantage. However, if you're not bringing you to the table and what sets you apart, you're going to get lost in the crowd. People want you. They're saying yes to you and the movement you have created. So what I want you to look at if you are a first line, and of course, and I have people say, well, what if I'm a 5-1 or what if I'm this or what if I'm not? Of course, and that's what I help my clients with. So that's what we'll go over in Branded by Design. Profile is just a small piece of what we'll be getting into. However, it will be a piece in powerful positioning, which is month one of branded by design is really aligning your brand to your profile because more than anything else, your profile is how people are meant to see you. And if you're out of alignment with that, if you are a five, one, for example, and run in the streets as a four, six, let me tell you, you're going to have resistance in your brand. You're going to have resistance in your copywriting and in your marketing. So Yes, of course, we're taking the whole you picture into account. And that's what I help my clients with. That's what I specialize in is not just looking at the little pieces and trying to duct tape it together. We really take not just a business strategy perspective, but a BG5 perspective on your design. So I want you to start looking at what is the movement you are a stand for and the tangible results that come from your foundation, right? So we're not necessarily centering the foundation. We're not necessarily centering the details. We want to start to look at what is the movement you are a stand for and the tangible results that come from that, that come from your foundation, that come from the details you have. But that movement is being centered, right? Let me know if that lands. That movement is being centered. That is what we're going to be working on in month one of Branded by Design. We're going to be looking at your why, your values, your mission, all of that by design, primarily through your link nodes, but we're going to get other aspects of your design to nail this and really create a magnetic brand that stands out. However, a big piece of this is going to be looking at what is the movement you're a stand for and how is it born from your foundations? Hello, hello, guys. If you're following along on Instagram, I also have slides over on YouTube. You're more than welcome to join us over there. So the brand is about you selling, essentially being a personal brand is about you selling your ideas, your expertise, your reputation, your personality through building authority, which is being relevant to people, intimacy and omnipresence. No aspect of building a personal brand is necessarily share your foundation and share your, your details. That's going to be an aspect of your ideas, your expertise, right? It's an aspect, an aspect of your unfair advantage. However, we want to leverage you. We want to leverage your strengths. We want to leverage your wisdom. We want to leverage what sets you apart. And again, white sheep energy, my friends, if you're just leaning back, hoping the details and the foundation is going to do the work for you, that is not your brand. You are the brand. Your details and your foundation are not the brand. Let me know if that makes sense. So brand storytelling is also in building a brand by design is the practice of creating an emotional connection with people, <laughs> with, your, with your community. I have people come to me and they're looking at how can I convert better? And I always say, 
we build connections better. That's how we convert better is we build connections with the right people. So again, that's going to be a focus of branded by design is looking at how, as a first line, are we building emotional connections with your community, with your audience, between your company and the customers? And that's through storytelling. Again, where people are getting it mixed up is they're like, but that's through my details. That's through my foundations. No, we bring that into your storytelling, but people are not going to be buying from the foundations and details, right? We bring that into the storytelling. We weave that into the storytelling. So we want to create a narrative that reflects, again, your values, your mission, and your vision. Again, that's all going to be in Brandon by Design. Month one is powerful positioning. How can we position you in a way that takes the guesswork out? I mean, how many of us have sat there? I know I did for a long time in the beginning thinking, does this brand represent me? Is what I'm launching actually represent what I'm here to launch and how I'm supposed to say it? And are you supposed to very lightly? Like my authentic, true voice. Does it reflect that? Well, we want to take the guesswork out and make it kind of paint by numbers. Of this, these are the steps. These are the pieces of you that are required in your brand to be magnetic and leave out the rest. And that's one of the pieces so often, especially with personal brands and spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm looking at you, spiritual entrepreneurs. I'm looking at you is they're trying to put all of them into their business. And this is going to bite you in the ass as a first line more than any other line. More than any other line. Why? People want to see you as the go-to expert in your field. People are hiring you because you are the go-to expert in your field. If you're trying to do it all, you're muddying the waters in your marketing and your messaging. So I have a lot of people, high performers with successful businesses that have hit plateaus and they come to me and they're like, okay, you know, I'm tired of trying to make all of me a part of my business. I'm tired of trying to bring every aspect of what I learned or what I'm passionate about to my business. And I need help leveraging my unfair advantage and simplifying the business. And that's one of my expertise and what I help people do. In fact, recently, my emails have been flooded with people saying, I hear you're the person to like salvage a launch and fix a launch that's gone south. That's what I do. That's my design. I'm here to see the patterns that don't fit. I'm here to see what's not working and put logical pieces into place. And it was actually myself, I'm a four, six, but it was through me honoring and truly accepting my strengths where my business blew up and where those emails started to happen. So how often I'm asking everyone, no matter what platform you're listening on, I'm asking everyone, how often have you thought and first lines, especially, I need more of a foundation. I need to be more of an expert. I need to do this. I need to do that. Oh, I'm in the spiritual world. So I need to show up in this way to be taken seriously, or I'm in the LinkedIn world. So I have to show up in this way to be taken seriously. And every time you show up like that, you're creating resistance in your brand. And so for me personally, again, four, six, but it's still the same energy of leveraging you, leveraging what aspects of you at for the first line, what aspects of your foundation, what aspects of the details you've put together throughout your life, maybe as a one, three, right? What aspects you brought together to set yourself apart. So for myself, just to bring that six line role model into the training here, there was a big aspect. I'm very open on the spiritual and experiential way. Very, very open over there. Well, that's my wisdom, right? That's why I help a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs gain clarity on their brand. And I'm very defined. My strengths are very logic-based, seeing patterns and putting words to patterns and fixing the patterns so that people can make more money. It's literally my design. So that's my strengths. But when I got into the spiritual space for a very long time, 
I was looking at my, my strengths as wrong, that I should be more soft-spoken, that I should be more spiritual, that I should be talking more about spiritual awakening, that those aspects should be what I do. And those are the aspects that when I'm not living through my openness, I'm wise on it, right? So I want you to start looking at it as first lines. What is that go-to expert aspect of you that you can build a foundation on, you can build a business on and leave out the rest? You know, if you, for example, you are a manifestation coach, that's very fucking broad, but I can't think of more specific off the top of my head. And you're like, yes, but like inner child healing is amazing. And I'm trained in trauma. So I'm going to have a trauma program and, you know, healing my relationship was really powerful to be able to manifest. So I'm going to have a relationship program and all these other things. Well, you are no longer the line one. You are no longer the go-to expert in something. You are no longer building the foundation of your business on the foundation of that knowledge you're bringing to the table. So again, we want to look at, and that's what I'll help you guys do in Brand and by Design, is really becoming that go-to expert, as I say, becoming the rock star in your niche. And why this is so important for you is you need to be, our, be able to articulate your value without relying on your foundations entirely. And I want you to write this down if you are a line one. You need to articulate your value without relying on your foundation entirely. It's a piece of your unfair advantage. Not all of it. And just throwing details at people without the storytelling is not going to create that emotional connection, which is going to make conversion and connection, true connection, a lot harder. So the reasons I'm passionate about storytelling rather than falling back on the details for the line one is it differentiates you. Again, I dare you, just using human design as an example, I dare you to go to the hashtag, like hashtag human design and see how many of the exact same shit, the exact same posts show up on your newsfeed in likely the exact same color palettes. <laughs> it's wild. And it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing over and over and over and over and over again. We want to differentiate you. Storytelling is going to do that. It showcases your strengths and wisdom, which is your definition and your openness. And it draws your line in the sand to really show yourself as the go-to expert. It sets you apart, right? Like when I look at why I hire first lines, I've hired a lot of first line projectors. They are the go-to expert and they are waving that flag unapologetically. And I see that. I feel that their words speak before they do. And I want someone with that foundation and say strategy to help see the bigger picture of my business projector and help me use my energy properly generator, <laughs> right? And we want to be nailing that in your brand because again, Energy speaks before we do. I don't actively seek out, for example, a first line projector. It's someone's marketing and copywriting as a first line projector that naturally gets that sacral yes of yes, that person has the foundations that's going to help me in this area. That's going to help me build strategy in my brand. That's going to help me heal my relationship. That's going to help me whatever, right? Whatever you personally are looking for. So why do I harp on profile in building brands? The public role, so the profile is a public role in business, describes your authentic character on stage of life. It is the costume, so to speak, of our life purpose. So it's literally how we live out our life purpose. So that's what I was saying. If you are running the streets, if you're a 5'1 and you're running the, the interweb streets as a 4'6, well, you're wearing the wrong costume. It's like wearing shoes that are too small. It's not going to feel good, one, for you. 
And it's not going to feel good for your audience, which is even more problematic for a first sign because your audience wants to feel safe and secure in your message. They want to feel your self-assuredness, your badassery, your unapologetic, unfiltered owning of who the fuck you are is going to make other people feel safe and being who they are and make other people feel safe in your containers as being the go-to expert that can solve their problems. Right. But if you're wearing the wrong shoes, you're not going to be comfortable. They're not going to be comfortable. And the core foundational piece that makes you magnetic is people feel safe in your offers. People feel safe as you being able to solve their problems. First line. Hello. So it frames of specific ways we interact with and impact others as well. It indicates how we fulfill our life purpose. And it is, you know, we only have conscious access to the, I'll be talking about this in branded by design. We're not going to get into it here, but we only have conscious or sorry, we only have access to the conscious side. Sorry, my dog was barking and it got me distracted. I'm very easily distracted. So if you're a five, one, the five is who you think you are, right? So helping my clients that are say a five, one, be a first line being and bring that into their branding and their marketing is critical because they've feel and see themselves consciously, the personality sees themselves as the five. So when we understand mechanics, we understand the why of strategy. And the first sign, much like the fourth, the fourth line, a lot of people don't realize this. That's why I always say it's so important. Actually, no fucking human design. It seems like, unfortunately, human design has become so viral. People are you know, having a foundation reading one day and teaching it the next or taking someone's course on human design and then feeling they're qualified to teach it. And so a lot of people don't realize there is that connection between the first and the fourth line because there is that inherent instability and inherent instability for the first line until there's a solid foundation, which is going to be different than the fourth line. So the number one place that I see, and I'm calling you guys out on this, and you know, here's the thing, guys, it's not a joke. <laughs> this used to happen more in the beginning when I started teaching human design, where people thought it was funny that they were identifying with the not self. And it's like, well, congratulations, you identify with the not self. So you're going to continue to get the same shit until you stop. And I know it's a little savage. and I know it's a little bit ass kickery, but it's true. The problem with quote unquote conditioning, the big evil conditioning is you are identifying with something without using discernment over if it's correct for you or not. You're not looking at, is this actually what is in alignment with me? You're just taking it all in as your own. So I say this not to get like a resounding like, oh yeah, it's totally me. If you see this, don't find it funny. See it and be like, actually, this, this is something I need a shift. Like now, because it's conscious now, because I can now, because I don't need to wait another week, another year, five years, unless I desire to be exactly where I am right now for another week another month, another year, another five years. So the number one place that number or first lines hold their brand back is always waiting for the foundation, always waiting to be more of an expert, always seeking more of a foundation without ever actually getting started and not just getting started, but claiming their expertise. Now there's a very big difference being like, Oh yeah, I got started, but I'm not really claiming my expertise. I'm not really being unapologetic. I'm not really going all in. I'm kind of half-assing it until one day when. This is a big difference. One, three projector, one, three generator, beautiful. So you know enough now, and as long as you're on this train of one day when, that'll be forever. It will never change because your identity at the identity level and watch my live 
on Instagram from yesterday about a quick live over identity. Well, at the identity level, it's essentially, I'm not enough now. I am someone who is not good enough now. And that's not going to change until you change at the identity level. So when you're dealing with first lines in a profile, for example, someone that's a one, three with their personality, the black conscious sun earth in the first line, that's going to be someone that's showing up very differently and experiencing the first line very differently than someone that's a five one and it's unconscious. So how I approach different profiles that have a one in it is going to be very different and branded by design because you're experiencing your design in a very different way, right? So the personality side is who we think we are. Doesn't mean it actually is all of who we are because of course it's not. So finding the foundations of things is going to feel important to be comfortable, to be stable, to be productive, to build your business. But one, again, you, you know, enough now stop with the bullshit that you don't. And number two, based on where that one is in your profile, whether conscious or unconscious, you're going to experience it in a very different way. Same as like a six, three, right. Versus a four, six. Where that conscious number is, is going to play a different, very different role. One, three, Manny Jen, welcome. Welcome to the live. So the key to being a first line being in your profile, I typically get questions, but I have a lot of ones in my design. Doesn't matter. (laughs) 70% of your energy, seven, zero is in your profile. No matter what you have going on elsewhere in terms of lines in your design, people see you through your profile. That is how you are meant to be seen, right? We don't want to get distracted on a bunch of stuff that ultimately doesn't matter to your brand, to be quite honest. Not at this point, not for the foundations. So, and those will be aspects we will play with in Brandon by Design. However, that's higher level shit that you really don't have to worry about until you've nailed the foundations. I see a lot of people trying to skip the foundations for more advanced stuff and wondering why their business isn't taking off. Wondering as a first line, why why they don't feel secure in their business, why they're not making money, why they're not getting their message heard. It's like, well, we have to focus on this. It might seem basic bitch level. It might seem too simple, but if it was too simple, then it would already be, it would already be um, implemented in the business and nailed. Right. So the number one thing that's going to be important for you as a first line is self-assuredness. Your owning of your badassery and you owning of your particular brand of crazy is what creates magnetism. If you waver, your audience is going to be like, I'm not convinced. I'm safe having my problems fixed with this person. It's going to be an important takeaway for all the first lines. Number two is storytelling. Rather than pushing details constantly, here's the thing. And we can argue this all day long. However, psychology is psychology. (laughs) People buy on emotions, justify with logic, right? So for example, I buy another horse. And I justify it with logic. Well, of course, my horse needs a friend. It only makes logical sense that I have a friend for my horse. Or when I got my baby doll sheep, right? Like you, I could have justified even more of like, well, a herd is at least five, right? (laughs) We buy off emotion. We justify with logic. So when you're just throwing details at people, yes, we want to include, and there is something to be said, depending on your niche, actually, I want to asterisk this. Depending on your niche, if you are speaking to spiritual people, especially, and you are just throwing foundations and details and logic at them, good luck converting. 
So who you're speaking to in niche is critically important to understand here, right? However, if you are, say, someone that's speaking more to the logic-based buyer, they are still purchasing from emotions justifying with logic, right? Their justifying with logic would be, but look at these details. So we can have, for example, on a sales page, the details there, but you're still storytelling. You're still creating emotional connections. Two, your energy speaks before you do. Like I just said, it's critically important that you are self-led in your messaging and self-led in your foundations and allowing that energy of like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. It's like Rihanna energy, right? Like bad girl Riri energy to lead your brand. Because if you are shakable in your message, your brand is shakable. And if your brand is shakable, you're not getting the same, hmm, what's the word I want to use here? Grace that maybe a four, six might get, or maybe that a two, four might get. You're not getting that same grace. If someone feels you shaking a bit in your messaging and your voice, they're going to feel that. And it's not that, and here's, Another asterisk. Here's a footnote. I should have a footnote voice. A footnote is no one expects you to be perfect as a first line. They simply expect you, your energy, like not like consciously expecting you, but their energy expects you to be confident in what you're selling, to be confident in the foundations that you're bringing forward. That's very different than being perfect. If anything, I I hope <laughs> my brand shows that you don't have to be perfect. I hope. <laughs> So in branding and business, first lines are bringing creativity and innovation to the table. That is really important. First lines, you are bringing creativity and innovation to the table. Number two, you're bringing security to others in your brand and messaging. Really important. Your messaging and your brand should bring security in others that you are going to solve their problems, that you are going to help them get what they desire. Gain number three in branding and business you gain new perspectives through exploration, especially if you're like a one, three, right? Like no excuses. Your entire life is exploration. However, as the one archetype, you gain new, new perspectives through exploration. Bring that to your niche. As a one, three, what did your trial and error bring this innovative view on in your niche, in your market, in your specialty? Bring that to the table. Leverage it. And marketing your work is done through your brand voice. This is one of the things I love helping people with. That's what I've become. You know, It shifted recently. Recently, now I'm all of a sudden the go-to expert in helping people salvage launches and coming in and really putting the pieces in place. It helps their message land. However, for the last four years plus, I've been the person that people go to to really help nail their brand voice. Now, that's how your marketing's done, right? That's how I'm so passionate about live video because of what I see it do for brands. And it's one of the most powerful things, speaking your words, bringing your truth out, allowing people to connect with the frequency of your voice is going to be incredibly powerful. So what I always say to my clients when we're looking at creating their brand voice and the positioning of their brand voice, which brand voice will be month one, hello, hello, and branded by design. I always say there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. If we tailor this to the first line, there's a lot of people saying a lot of details and talking about a lot of foundations in the online space. Just put any hashtag in and you'll see it. But there's a big difference in saying things online and using your voice to create change. When we're 
looking bring creativity and in innovation into form, especially if you're a manifester, right? You're bringing creativity and innovation into form. You're bringing creativity and innovation into form in your market and your niche. So there's a lot of people saying things, but how are using you using your voice to create change? And I want you to write that down as a first line. So get to know others in your niche. I know, I know it's so unspiritual these days to say that you have competition. <laughs> Okay, we don't see anyone as competition, which first of all, I have to say is such utter bullshit for some people and in their variables. We will work on this in, it's not on the sales page, but we will work on this. I guess there's no way for me to put everything that we're going to be covering and branded by design my new three months. We will be working on this so that you can keep your ass on track and what motivates you. Some people are motivated by competition. So, you know, as a complete off topic rant, it really grinds my gears when I see marketing of like, there's no competition. There's people motivated <laughs> strictly by competition. Doesn't make it bad, right? We have to find what motivates us. We have to go back into, this is what motivates me in my business and in building my brand. And let me tell you right here, right now, I'm going to draw a line in the sand and there is nothing bad about saying competition and being the best motivates me as a first line. That should be something that motivates you as well, right? You are a creator energy. You are an innovator energy. And two, there's nothing bad, dirty, wrong about saying, I want to make a fuck ton of cash often, especially spiritual entrepreneurs just have to be honest with themselves. And that's the biggest barrier to their brand signed up for VVD yesterday. <gasps> Welcome my friend. Oh my goodness. That's so exciting. I cannot wait. Talk about dream. See, you guys, when you are you, you literally get to work with your dream people. I love it. I can't wait. We'll touch base after. So get to know others in your niche. Get to know others that, yeah, at the end of the day, are kind of your competition. And how do you stand out? How can we leverage your particular brand of crazy even more that gets you to stand out? Because it's not going to be the details. It's not going to be the foundation that makes you stand out. Yes, that energy is going to speak to people. However, that's not going, that won't be why people are buying. Critical for the first time, my friends, positioning yourself as a go-to expert, owning your shit from day one, you know enough now. I promise you that it is a story and it is, you know, the not self's funny, the not self's funny. So how the not self does this game is it's like, oh, here we go. I got the back, got the, the backdoor access to now control this being even more, right? So the not self-mind is like, okay, I have a fear of failure or maybe a fear of success. Okay, what I'm actually going to do is create this narrative, create this phony story that the real reason I'm not actually going for it is because we're on the line one. So I need more of a foundation. It's bullshit. It is bullshit and it's not serving you. And very often, and Ross spoke about this as well, the, the mind just gains more control in the beginning. It just gains more control. And that's why I very rarely offer like short flash offers um, in terms of high level support. I have a consulting one-on-one -on -one offer that's a one-off standalone, but that's consulting, very different than coaching, right? What happens very often and why I don't offer foundation calls anymore is the not self mind gets more control. 
So start to look at your stories and how the conditioning around what it means to be a first line is actually not serving you. And I'm especially looking at you, undefined splenic centers or open splenic centers. I am especially looking at you. Let go of what doesn't serve, which might include if you have an undefined spleen center, undefined G center, identities, directions that no longer serve. If you have an undefined head center, undefined not even concepts that no longer serve, right? Let that shit go. You're going to feel so much better. And number two, critical for the first line is to really leverage being the go-to expert because if not, you will often be friend zoned, <laughs> right? Or just, oh yeah, you're the expert in that, but you haven't created that emotional connection in your storytelling can also be an issue. But especially if we're looking at the fours and the ones, very easy to be friend zoned, right? So you're so inspirational is danger. It's, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, now I'm, see, this is totally how my mind works. Now I'm thinking of a gif I saw the other day, but it is danger. I'll find the gif and I'll post it in my stories. It is danger for the first line. So a couple of things I focus on with my new first line clients. Now, of course, it's going to depend on where they are in their business. Business, right? Like I work with everyone from people that are just showing up because I always say I speak to a mindset and a type of person rather than where someone is in business. Because I've had people come out of the gates brand new to business and just blow it out of the water. And I help seven, eight figure earners as well refine their brands and kind of be that person that comes in at the last minute and does like that crash course of like, okay, we're fixing these pieces to amplify your launch. So I have such a broad range of clients. I speak to a mindset more. I speak to a type of person more. So what we're looking at here is very broad, obviously, because each person's going to have a different situation. So one powerful, clear positioning that sets you apart. That is, that is month one in brand by design, powerful, clear positioning. And in the mastermind, it's not just like me teaching you shit like this. And then it's like, go off, go forth and apply it. No, I am getting my hands in your business. I'm getting, I'm literally helping you take your body graph and bring it to life in your business in real time as we go. So also, if you're going to show up, be someone that shows up because it'll be easy to get behind in Brandon by designs. Each week, we're taking something from your body graph and bringing it to real life. We're like real lifing that shit as we go. So powerful, clear positioning is going to be critical. If you're first line, my friends, hear me. People are looking for the neurosurgeon. They're not looking for the family doctor. That's going to be important, right? You go broad in your message. And that's more like people are coming to you for like stuffy noses and a weird growth on their foot or something, right? Like, no, you are the neurosurgeon. You're the dermatologist. You are the cardiologist. How can we position yourself in that way in your brand and business? Storytelling about the details and foundations rather than listing them for people. It's very different storytelling and bringing the details and foundations in versus just listing it for people storytelling with it in it is going to position yourself in a way that can create emotional connection. Just listing it, even if you're speaking to more logical buyers, is going to land flat. All roads lead back to a clear client pathway with a long-term viable plan. Why? It's important for first lines because it takes away some of those natural fears. And it also allows you, right? It kind of puts like blinders on because it allows you to go deeper into that rather than going wider. Let me know if that makes sense in the comments. So all roads lead back to a clear client pathway, not just for your clients because they want to feel safety. 
working with you. They want to feel like you're going to solve their shit, but for you as well, because it gives us those blinders. Think about race horses, think about buggy horses, puts those blinders on and keeps you on track of, okay, I'm going deeper into these signature offers. I'm going deeper into this pathway rather than continuously going wider. And I see first lines, especially a projector. Well, anyone really, but it'll show up in different ways. A projector first line, for example, will get invitations like, oh, have you ever thought about launching this or talking about this? And they're like, oh, no, I haven't. But if you're inviting me to do that, maybe I should do it. And now all of a sudden we have the first line projector that's off track, right? And creating businesses within their business. You might have the generator that's online and they're doom scrolling first line generator. And they're like, should I have a foundation? Like, I know that. Should I create offers on that? Because I have a foundation in it. And now you have the, the generator that's creating businesses within their business and really off track in their message. And again, as soon as we're looking at the first line that's going broad, you're no longer that go-to expert. And that's going to create issues. So the clear client pathway isn't just effective for how and why people need to see you in a certain way. It's effective for you. <laughs> Keeps you on track. I know for myself as a generator, I mean, I'm a four six, so there's different ways I get distracted in my design, but having a clear, viable, long-term plan in my business has been one of the most freeing things. And I used to be like, I get it. I used to be such a pain in the ass. <laughs> I can call myself out on it. Five years ago, I was like, you'll never, you'll never hold me down. Like you cannot hold me down, bitches. I'm going to go out here and do whatever I want. I'm going to launch whatever I want. And then I couldn't figure out why I kept burning out. And my business was growing, but I was burning out over and over and over again. So there's different reasons we put different almost guardrails in businesses for my different clients and designs and lines. But for the first line, this is so important because it allows you to go deeper and build more of a foundation, become more and more and more of a go-to expert, which is going to create more omnipresence for you. And once you have brand omnipresence, guys, that is like the gold mine because that brand omnipresence does the heavy lifting for you. Most of my emails, DMs, are someone referred me to you because blank. Because I was told you are the person that can come in and fix this shit. <laughs> you are the person that can help me refine my brand voice. You are the person blank. That's brand omnipresence. I'm not even having to do the heavy lifting at that point. I'm not having to pay for ad spent. Oh my God, my nails are atrocious. I'm not having to pay for ad spend. I'm not having to show up myself. That's brand omnipresence. And there's a lot within brand omnipresence we will go into within brand and by design. Nailing brand vocabulary is one of those. However, that does the heavy lifting. Distractions through your openness is what prevents that, right? So you get distracted and you're looking, well, I have a foundation in this. I have a foundation in that. I have a foundation in that. So I should include everything. And now your brand is murky and no one knows what you do. Becoming aware of self-sabotage patterns and distractions to keep you on track. A clear transformation and solution, right? Clever is, I always say this to my clients, <laughs> clear over clever. When we look at the reason why is people want to feel secure with you. People want to feel that your foundations are going to fix their issue, get them what they want, right? If it's clever, your marketing, if you don't have a clear transformation, people aren't going to feel secure. People aren't going to feel safe. So it creates resistance in the brand right away. Building a brand vocabulary that speaks to the right people intentionally gets rid of the wrong and allows you to stay on track. So the brand vocabulary for the first line is really going to allow you to stay on track with what your foundations are, right? 
And again, it helps prevent, no, not completely eliminate, but reduce the amount of distractions that the first line is going to hit. And of course, remember nuances. There's always nuances. Why I love working with clients and why I launch masterminds more than is there's nuances to everyone's design. So in a mastermind environment, I'm able to help. So it's less numbers within that. I'm able to help you one-on-one. So if I'm hiring, using myself as an example, I'm a four, six generator. If I'm hiring a first line projector, I want someone's laser focused aura to help me use my energy properly and see the big picture that I'm missing. That's what I want. And it's not conscious because our energy speaks before we do. I'm not hiring the jack of all trades. I want to see in your marketing, you speak to your expertise and how it helps me, how it closes that gap. And I'm thinking specifically of a first line that, you know, it was through just a tripwire, $47 offer that I messaged her within moments of getting into her first training video. I still have not finished that video or that training, or even that video, I think. As soon as I connected with her over basic bitch, I was like, fuck, I have to hire this woman. But it was someone that could help me stop quitting because she was able to see the long-term vision and put strategy in place that built a sustainable business. And this is going back sometime. That's why I hired her. And it just happened. She was a first-line projector, but that's the energy I was drawn to. So that's why it's so important for, to have, for us to have powerful positioning because it positions your energy with the way people are meant to see you. So as Richard and Ra who speak to, if you have a first line as your life's work, then you're here to create something new. It has to be your idea. So for example, say if you are a human design expert and you're just, not to say that you can't teach human design, right? But what about it is new? What about it sets you apart? If you're just regurgitating raw Rahu language on your page or second line, this fourth line, this manifest or this projector that you're going to struggle. So you are here to create something new. You are the creator archetype. So it has to be your idea. It has to be something that emerges from deep inside of you. And here's the thing. You can ride on the shoulders of other creators who have come before you, but your version, how you present it, how you bring it forward has to be an original. And I don't know his designed to be quite honest. I've never looked it up ever, Richard Rudd's, but just the example, using him as an example here is an example we can use. Gene Keys is his. He actually started attempting to write a book on human design. He was an instructor with the human design uh, in the UK, the human design academy, or uh, it's like the human design America branch, but in the UK, I can't think of what it's called. Anyway, that is neither here nor there, people. <laughs> he was the head of that. He was like Raw's right-hand man. And he was set to write books on human design. And in fact, he did a couple books on human design, but he was meant to do like a, almost like his Gene Keys Embracing Your Higher Purpose book, but in human design. And it never took off. When he came to Gene Keys and he created Gene Keys, he was kind of standing on the shoulders of another creator he even got permission from Ra Ruhu to create Gene Keys because it is based on a lot of the human design teachings. I mean, your, your first sequence is based off of the Incarnation Cross. So he got permission to use it. He was standing on the shoulders of another creator. However, it was still his original version. So I want you guys to start thinking of that first signs. And the more you set yourself apart, the more magnetic you are. And I have an example. Taylor Swift. I like her music. However... 
disclaimer, it's like such an emo pop punk princess in me of like not wanting to lose that card. Like, don't steal my pop punk music princess card, please. I can see why people would like her and be drawn to her. She's a five one. And, you know, here's the thing with her. There's a lot of people I've researched, you know, why pe people in the industry think her music is so great. And the, just from a perspective of human design and understanding branding of different celebrities. And, you know, the reality is if you are a Swifty, you're not a Swifty because of her foundations in writing at the end of the day. You're not a Swifty because of her foundations in being able to, I don't know, I don't know much about composing music, but that's, you're not a Swifty because of her ability to play the guitar when she sings or playing the piano on stage. That's not why you are a Swifty. Like you fell in love with her. You fell in love with her je ne sais quoi, the unbottable, bottable? It's a new word we just created, aspect of her that she brings forward. And her foundations, of course, amplify that. They amplify it because she sets herself apart lyrically. They amplify it because she sets herself apart in being able to play the guitar. She sets herself apart being able to play the piano. Those foundations that she's created as a musician and as an artist amplify her. They don't define her, right? It's her je ne sais quoi. It's what makes her so special that makes her stand out. Because there's a lot of people in this world that have foundations as being a creator, as being an artist, as being someone that can write music. And they haven't made it to where she has. And maybe they're even, dare I say, more talented than her. And they haven't made it to where she has. So that's what we want to look at in even building a personal brand as a first line, right? And she's such a beautiful example of that. Your foundations, what you've learned and what you bring to the table amplifies who you be. It doesn't necessarily just define you. We need to bring you to the table. Another thing, first lines, and then I'm going to have to go because I'm losing, losing battery power. I always end up talking much longer than I expect. Stop dumbing down your expertise. Stop dumbing it down. Own it. In the online personal branding space, people tend to be unwilling to niche down or really create almost controversial aspects of self or not an intentional way of being an asshole or intentionally dividing people, but just allowing those aspects of self that maybe you say to yourself, you're like, oh, I could never say that online or I can never say that my brand. You want to bring those aspects to the table because that's going to allow you to niche down even more. That's going to allow you to speak to your people even more first line. So the best way to grow fast, speak to the smallest viable audience the best way to grow fast and not only the best way to grow fast and get your message heard faster as a first line, but the best way for you to have fun in your brand. When you try to go broad, if you have clients that you want to poke your eyeballs out, having to get on a call, I'm sure they're great people, but let's be honest. We've all had those clients. They're just wrong for you. Your message is too broad. Or maybe you have, you're just like up shit Creek without a paddle and you're like completely off track. So it's my belief that the refusal to niche down, especially as a first line, especially as a first line is causing only a few people to break through to the upper echelons of the personal branding space. And when we look at personal branding, even Taylor Swift is a personal brand. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock is a personal brand, right? Beyonce is a personal brand in different arenas. And I always use Rihanna as an example. I'm a big Rihanna fan. She doesn't try to appease everyone, right? But people constantly buy from her. People love her. Her bad girl Riri brand is what built her and let her stand apart 
in, like I grew up in that era of when these women were all starting their careers and getting big and almost like a bubble gum. So sweet. You're going to get a cavity era. Rihanna stood out. Right. And that's what we want to do in your brand. That's what we want to do in your business. Also, Rihanna was a genius at the Super Bowl with her product placement of her own products. It was genius. All right, my friends, I'm going to wrap it up here. So if you're like, this is amazing. I need to know how to do this in my brand. The next step is branded by design. That is my three month signature mastermind. It'll probably only run 12. But don't fucking wait, right? The biggest killer to your business and growth is putting it off to one day when. No, even if it's your identity switches or deciding who you are now or the steps that you want to stop one day winning your life away and take action now. So it's a three month mastermind and we are going, like I said, step by step. I don't need to say it again. I've already said it here this live step by step and creating your epic fucking brand. That's going to stand out like becoming the Beyonce, becoming the Taylor Swift, becoming the Dwayne Johnson of your industry. Because it's not just as a first line, the details and foundation. Yes, that's going to amplify who you are, but it does not make you. It does not fully define you. So let's create your version of T-Swift, of Beyonce in your industry. And that's what we're doing in Branded by Design. All right, my friends, if you have any questions about that, you can DM me. Otherwise, you can check it out at the link in my bio or at ashleybrandoneve.com. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you know any first lines, tag them in the replay so that they can learn a little bit more about leveraging their design and business. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys.